Suns fans, you know what time it is in the PHX. Empire of the Suns. Suns. Phoenix Suns. The Empire of the Suns podcast is brought to you by Sonic. Try new Sonic cheeseburgers starting at only $3.99 for a limited time only at Sonic. Empire of the Suns. Hello there, and welcome to the Empire of the Suns podcast. My name is Kellen Olson, joined, as always, by Kevin Zimmerman. Hello. Kevin. Hi. How about that uh, that basketball team? Which one? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good one for the Cats last night. Yeah, yeah that's Pretty actually good. the one that was. But this is a Suns podcast, so how about that basketball team? Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about that basketball team. Uh, the Suns are 14 and 13 as we're recording this. Uh, they play on Friday against Sacramento. They have a Christmas matchup against the Mavericks, but the Suns are in a funk right now, to say the least. Perhaps I was a bit biased by the four games that I saw in person after missing a couple live, but seeing the team live, it really uh, brought home what's wrong with them right now and the thing that i have been saying in multiple places writing places saying on our airwaves is that this is the type of discussion um or the discussion that spawns from this type of funk is what's wrong with the team what do they need to fix what do they need to add to deadline what did they screw up over the offseason should they have even traded for bradley beal like all of those i don't say people but all of those types of conversations just kind of come out of the ground and yeah. sometimes when a team is in a funk and sometimes when a team isn't playing well 27 games into the year, those conversations are valid. These aren't even valid yet, in my opinion, because we haven't even gotten to the point where you can tell really how much those things are wrong. Would it help this team if their bench was awesome? Of course it would. Would it help them if they had a top 10 center in the league? Of course it would. Would it help if, to your point and what you wrote about on the site yesterday, if you watched the team, you had a clear clear um, idea of what their identity was and things like that? Sure. But the main problem that they have right now is just cohesion, continuity, chemistry. This is not an excuse by any means. I've been torching them for the past week, pretty much. But it's just been a big issue with them in all of these very small, basic ABC, one, two, three. Not to say these things are basic and easy to fix by any means, but look at all the problems. Fourth quarter execution, that's just playing well as a team together. Rebounding which some people will tell you, and I always disagree with this, that it comes down to size most of the time. Don't think it comes down to size. Uh, I I think it it does a bit. It's one of the factors in it. I'll always say that it's a pie chart and there's breaks out there, but most of it is just effort team stuff. You watch that Portland loss. How many times were those offensive rebounds just not someone boxing out or not someone paying attention and being actively engaged in the possession until it was over? Turnovers especially with the turnovers that they're committing, they're just on the wrong page all the time, and that goes to defensive breakdowns and their overall defense together. Um, They just don't seem connected. They're never on the same page, it seems like, for more than a quarter at a time. And all of these problems are just at the very beginning of where you grow as a team. So it's um, become a different type of thing for me, Kevin, and let me know if you agree, where... They're becoming even harder to evaluate now because before it was like, I don't know how to evaluate this team because they're not healthy. I don't know how to evaluate this team right now because they can't play together. The Portland game was mystifying. They come out in the first quarter, they play fast, they're running off misses, they're playing connected defense, they're getting their defense to lead to their offense. 
They come in the third quarter, watch the first 10 offensive possessions. They're walking, jogging the ball up, even off of misses. They're not really running much action for some reason. And it was just, I don't know what's going on with them. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I, I sit here and try and be the person who has the answers with this basketball team and have tried to be for whatever it's been now, eight years. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know right now. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And it's, I mean, to, to just go straight to the point, it's, it's on the coaching staff and Frank Vogel to start finding answers somewhere. And I think my biggest thing is it has to be, you have to just start with the basics. And I think you have to start with the defense because he's a defensive coach. He's the head coach. He's, they've built this roster around these three guys. And even if they don't meet their offensive potential, if they get Brad Beal back in what mid January or whatever, and don't gel this season, like you can still next season talk about, okay, we have to just figure this out and grow in these ways. But if they're not playing defense to me, they're not going anywhere in the playoffs. And look, any stat you look at right now, pretty much other than pace, I think they're third slowest team in the league. But every other stat is like middle of the NBA. And what's hard to take out of that is until you start breaking it down by quarter or situationally or being more specific, they're middle rung because they're so inconsistent. If you're 17th in defensive rating, which they are right now, and you account for that third quarter in Portland, and you count for all the other terrible 12-minute periods, and you get rid of those bad periods, they might be top 10 defense. I actually don't know. But the fact that those quarters, every four or whatever, or every five quarters that are just terrible exist, um, just drags everything else down. And the inconsistencies are where I don't understand it because, look, they did rattle off, what, seven games in a row? Like, they've showed they can at least compete you have Devin Booker and Kevin Durant for now and you should be good but yeah it's it's on the coaching staff and when it's it's not even effort right now it's when you get killed multiple times in what the Lakers game Dinwiddie hitting the three in the Nets game um Kings game probably like even in close games when there's just simple breakdowns on switches where it's either lack of communication or not knowing coverages that's either accountability or on the coaches not telling them what they should be doing clearly enough to make it like so it's second nature so all that being said yeah it's it's you got to start somewhere and for me it's just you guys need to figure out how to play together defense just start there maybe we can start evaluating you but it's concerning because not only is this team injured or whatever, but we're a quarter way through the season and they have made the opposite of progress when you get down to, okay, establishing our fundamentals, what we're good at. Maybe they've learned something about the role players, but beyond that, I, I don't know what has been accomplished, I guess. And so that's viewed as wasted time to me with where they're at. And they could fix it tomorrow and roll off eight straight like the Clippers have with their new roster um, and be fine to, to put an asterisk on everything we're saying, I think. Yeah, and with where they're at, I think it's been a fun tagline to say they're 10th in the Western Conference. They're three games out of fourth. They're four games out of second. Like, don't I don't care about the standings, to be honest, because the West has actually shaped up really nicely for them. Uh, the Spurs suck. The Blazers suck. The Grizzlies suck. Jaws back. We'll see. They'll probably flip spots with the Warriors. I'm guessing the Warriors and Grizzlies will be somewhere around 500 basketball team uh, teams. The Jazz stink. 
the Rockets, we'll wait and see. They're around 13 and 12. They're trending towards a little bit below 500 right now. The Lakers are like the Suns in terms of their record, at least, where they're seeming to figure stuff out right now. Uh, and then you've got the Pelicans, Mavericks, Kings, Clippers, Nuggets, Thunder, Timberwolves. I think the majority of those teams are a wait and see. I think the Clippers are as they're healthy right now, at least, are establishing themselves as they're going to be a really good regular season team at the very least. Denver, obviously, is going to be at the top. Minnesota appears to have earned that certification right now. They're 20-6. and six. I think OKC is there, too. So you're talking about two teams or two spots, essentially, where you got the Kings, Mavericks, Pelicans, Lakers, and the Suns. And they're like not losing a ton of ground on that race right now. So I think that that kind of stuff and that specific conversation of like the playoff spot and all that yeah. stuff is the fine. fine yeah it's just more about time and how much they have left i think that they are nearly done with the experimental phase of their roster now they just have to play guys together and go with continuity uh the lineup stats have been going around like the gordon allen and the other three guys lineup has been doing really really well it might just be time to start that and just go for offense at this point i still think you do need a nasir little you do need a josh akogi for the postseason and you need someone like that around um, in the rotation prominently. So I think starting them at this point still makes sense until Beal gets back for that other spot and bringing Gordon off the bench because that's a role that he's going to play at the end of the day. But you need to nail down who your eight or nine guys are right now. I think that Yuda needs to keep getting opportunities specifically. I think that he's someone who needs to come back in the rotation because those lineups at the end of the first quarter, start of the second quarter, and the lack of spacing around those lineups is really problematic. Now, I understand he hasn't hit shots that much this year, but I think he needs at least one more opportunity before he's done. But that's really the only guy in the rotation where I'll call for him to give it another shot. You've got the main six guys, which are the big three, Nurkic, Allen, Gordon. And then after that, you've got three spots, basically. You've got the backup five, which I think at this point, it needs to be either Metu or Eubanks. I don't think you can play them both. We'll see who it is exactly. It's probably going to be Eubanks still. We'll just say the backup five. That's seven spots. I think Goodwin has earned that eighth spot. Yeah. Absolutely. So then you've got Little. So then you've got a Kogi. And, and we'll kind of wait in Yuda. And we'll kind of wait and see on that spot specifically. But you've got your eight guys right there. Those eight guys need to be playing nearly every night. And for now, with the injuries and stuff, getting Metsu in there and Eubanks in there, it doesn't make sense to just like cut one of them off entirely right now, but switching between those guys, giving them opportunities. But as far as those six, seven, eight yeah. right there in the lineup specifically, we're at the point now where you need to just stick to something. And we are the same people who were really, really vocal about experimentation and them using different guys and getting in there. But we weren't the guys who were expecting them to look like this 27 games in we thought that they were going to be able to rely on you know Kevin Durant and Devin Booker being on their basketball team and they were going to be already 10 games above 500 at this point they were going to be something like 17 and 10 somewhere around there like 20 and 7 and you could just sit there and say okay you can sort of just mix and match around because that's how good these two guys are but at the end of the day for whatever reason things aren't clicking together and stuff I was on Burns and Gambo and Tim Ring was kind of going through his conspiracy theories or whatever you want to call them as to why this isn't working there's is there trust is there a divide whatever you want to call it like I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole I refuse to at this point in the year if we're here at game 55 we can start to go down the rabbit hole yeah. a bit but we're not there yet but as of right now, it's just not working, and it's not leading to wins, and it's not leading to... Durant and Booker needed to play 38 minutes in that Portland game, too. That's the other thing. Like, they had to play a lot. So, it's been it's been 
problematic so far. There's still plenty of time, but it's just it, the concern meter. We talked about like how concerned are we not concerned. It's concerning now. Yeah, their overall level of play has been concerning to say the least, and. I think the most concerning part for me is they haven't taken advantage of this schedule yet. And when I go through their entire schedule, we run through this. The opening night win over Golden State, I don't really count that as an impressive win. You've got Utah, Detroit, Chicago in overtime, Minnesota by 18 at home. He scored 133 in mid-November. Sure, we'll take that. Back-to-back wins against Utah, no. Portland, no. The Chris Paul game, he gets tossed, no. Shorthanded Memphis in the in-season tournament, no. The Knicks game where Booker hits the game winner, they weren't really playing that well in that game. Sure. Another Memphis shorthanded win where they gave up 37 in the fourth and let them come back after a good third. There was the Draymond Green game, and then there was the Wizards win. Those are their wins this year. And consider their losses, San Antonio ones. Um yeah, it's. I, I think it might have been someone. It might have been Dave King or someone put up. They have the toughest schedule from here on out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's. Look, it's. You take what wins you get. Don't apologize. Whatever. But yeah, it's. It's concerning. It's for sure. I use the word red flag, and my my whole thing is they said they were going to do one thing and they're not doing it. And I think to take it back to like the what do you do now. Your point about, yes, you need to lock down a rotation of eight and nine guys, maybe nine um, right now, and get consistency, at least in terms of the rotation, just so maybe that just fixes it. Like, just getting the guys you trust. I think it's time to use the bench. I told Wolf and Luke this. Um, like, Wolf brought up, like, yeah, use the bench as motivation. If someone's blowing assignments, put them on the bench. Um, maybe don't play them in the rotation um, but they need to get a little consistency somewhere and um, maybe it, that's why I think it was tough when you looked at Frank Vogel being open and moving all these pieces around to get to know them um, because obviously Monty Williams operated on consistency 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 and building that and they're just not consistent in any form so any little thing that you can do to help that possibly will help um, but yeah I mean Anything else? Big picture stuff? I mean, I think... Odds are odds are this is a delayed launch. The finals year they started 8-8. Eight eight, I've talked about that all the time. This is more elongated, certainly. Yeah. But odds are is that this is just really tough growing pains that they're going through, through all the injuries, through the... I The Wizards game, the malaise was really inexcusable, especially after the Knicks game ended. But I think there was a there was a certain level of reading into the opponent slash like they were so ready to have Brad back and then he's out again. I yeah. think there was some come down there for yeah. sure. But I think they're going to they're gonna hit a stride here somewhere within the next month, assuming that they can stay relatively healthy. It, it feels like they're at the point right now where they're relatively healthy. Now that Allen and Gordon are back, I feel like they're at a really solid point with that. Beal, of course, is still out, but he's going to be back here and what should be two weeks at the very latest. And then what I said last time when Beal was coming back is the same thing here. Like, you got to start to piece some things together so you have some positive momentum going so that when he comes back, that's when you can really start to hit your stride because that's when the schedule gets more difficult and we're at the point in the season where you're a month out from the All-Star break anyway and you need to start to kind of get get some stuff going. So I, I do think that it's just going to be 
It's going to be the 35-40 game mark for them. It's going to take them halfway through the year now to really get things going. Am I saying this is a way to, like, they're fine and they're still going to be a contender? Like, I'd pick them to win the title this year. Like, I wouldn't pick them to make it to the conference finals right now. No. I wouldn't um, I wouldn't do that right now at all. And they need to change. There needs to be a lot to change. But the thing is, there's so much more pressure on them now to, once they do get clicking, to really explode and really turn into the team that we thought that they would be and make up for lost time, essentially. That's that's the really the end thing here, is that they have to make up for lost time now because they're, they've fallen behind significantly mm-hmm. when it comes to the top dogs. Like You look across even the Western Conference right now, I don't think anyone who has watched um, enough of the Suns right now to look beyond the fact that Durant and Booker are having amazing seasons right now. They look like the best one-two in basketball right now, for sure. But their team doesn't represent that at all. And you look across the West, and if I was to pick them right if I was to take these Suns right now, if April 15th was tomorrow and playoff series were starting, I'd have to go down the list a while before I pick the Suns to beat one of these teams. Like yeah. That's the position that they're at right now. Like, I don't think they could beat Minnesota. I don't think they could beat Denver. I don't think they could beat the Clippers right now. I don't think they could beat the Kings, the Mavericks, the Lakers. I don't think they could. They're no. just they're in a really rough spot right now, and it's going to get much better. But when does it get much better? If we're having the – wow, look at them go. This is a team we were talking about. If we're having that talk in March, they're going to have slim to no chance. They're, it would need to be not a miracle, but things would need to come together in a way we haven't seen really before. Um, in April and May. So they need to get going right now. I agree with that. Um, are we going to record before Christmas? or? don't think so. Yeah, everyone. The basketball team might have struggles, but we hope you have a great holiday season. Um, we'll be back probably sometime end of next week. Yeah, somewhere around there. Uh, next week's weird. Dallas, Houston, Charlotte, Orlando three of those four some good possibilities to win in phoenix there's a six game this is the longest home game home stand of the year i believe six game home stand so i'm sure that'll be even more emphasized about the period but yeah hope you guys are enjoying the holiday season don't stay too down it's okay they're they're gonna start to piece things together i promise i wouldn't lie to you guys you've never lied before no man no i'm honest everyone knows that see everyone